Hey, uh, joining us now here on the Full Court Press, we don't want to waste any more of his time. Grateful to have him. He's one of the greatest ever to put on a Utah State Aggie football uniform because he, he's, I mean, the record holder for the most points scored as a member of the Utah State Aggie football team. It's Dominic Everly joining us here on the Full Court Press. Dominic, my man, how are you? Great. How are you guys doing? We're, We're doing great. Hey, where do you find yourself at these days? Where are you hanging out? Uh, I'm back in Redondo Beach with my parents. Oh, that's not a bad place. Yeah, not not at all. I mean, we got a couple of days of rain, but that's that's not too bad to be stuck at home with. Hey, so uh, Dominic, a lot of us are thinking about um, you know, this NFL draft, which is which is coming up. They're still going to hold it uh, later on this month. It's just, man, what are we? Two weeks away? It's coming up soon. Uh, certainly, a lot of attention on your teammate Jordan Love, as uh, he's likely to go pretty early in the draft process. But it's left us wondering: any other Aggies might uh, get drafted or might end up with some NFL teams. So, wh- what's that process been like for you? Uh, have uh, NFL teams been talking to you, and and what's that dialogue been like? Yeah, I mean, uh, you go through pretty much a similar routine as Jordan and David and all of them, where you talk to coaches, you talk to uh, scouts, and everything. They want to really get a profile on you. And I feel like the interview process of that is is pretty similar. It's kind of hindered now because you can't actually have physical workouts. But that's why they always ask for, you know, sending them tape and everything. So it's not gotten too much in the way. It's just a little bit different than what it was if everything was going regularly. So with that, the tape that they're asking for, uh, we're seeing a lot of things that Jordan keeps getting asked about his interceptions and uh, that's uh, it's a the a, the bad mix tape that he has to send or keep talking about. Has there been anything similar with you? Do they want to look at the the misses, or are they looking at a variety of things when they're talking to you? Uh, they're they're looking at a variety of things. I mean, it's it's most important about being consistent. So you know, the, when they ask, they want a running tape of your workout from let's say this next Saturday then you send them that uncut 20-minute tape. And, you know, let's say you go 14 to 15 or 15 to 15, and then they have that on top of three or four other tapes in which you did 13 to 15, 14 to 15, or whichever it is. And then they can really see, okay, is, is his form similar in all of them? Is he improving? Is he, you know, consistent with his form? Same goes for kickoffs. So I feel like, with quarterbacks, it's always tough because you can throw a really pretty ball, but you don't know if that's the perfect outcome, whereas with kicking, you can see if it goes through or not. So with, with Jordan, I mean, I feel like he, he has had a really good tape from this year and last year, and, you know, NFL scouts know sometimes, you know, you force a ball or sometimes it gets deflected up in the air and it shows up on your stat sheet you know, as an interception, even though it wasn't necessarily your fault. What have you heard from scouts or from NFL teams, uh, that, or have you heard from them at all in regards to the highlight or videotapes that you do send? Uh, yeah, I mean, they they respond positively to it. They're, you know, they, they know what I'm capable of, and I've put together that resume. So they're, they're very excited, and, you know, you, you never know if it's a draft pick, if it's a free agent signing, you just want that opportunity, and that's that's all I'm working towards to get in that opportunity with whichever team it will be. 
what do you feel the likelihood is of your name being called during the draft? I honestly am not going to pay too much attention to it. I know that I put together the best resume that I could have done, and all the other decisions are up to the teams on what they want to do. Do you, when you hear, well, usually kickers are going to fall to the latter round, quote unquote. Well, they don't need a kicker until a sixth round. Kickers aren't a priority. Does that ever kind of bother you? Because, I mean, you are one of the best kickers in the nation, and I've seen a lot of NFL kickers, and I look at the screen, and I'm thinking, man, Dominic makes that with his eyes closed. Do you ever have get offended or bothered by those comments that, hey, we don't need a kicker until the fifth or sixth round? Uh, no, like like I said, no, those decisions are made by other people, and you know they're on the NFL roster. There's 53 people, and every single one is important. Whether you get a special teamer or a future Hall of Famer in the, the second, third, or fourth round, you know that that all kind of plays into it. Of it's a team game, and sometimes you know when when teams value you more than others, then they'll trade up or they'll pick you earlier. But in the end, it's kind of like they're trying to form the core of the team. And then most often, specialists kind of come not last or not as a less priority, but they can kind of know that nobody else will reach for them until the later rounds. We're talking to Dominic Everly, one of the greatest Utah State football kickers to ever wear an Aggie uniform. Wait, will you tell him your nickname for him? Oh, yeah, I was re- always referred to you as Dominant. Isn't that cute? Dominant. Yes, I try to not refer to say your full your first name. I was, it's dominant. I love the tone of voice that he just repeated like dominant. Really, that's that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I like that. Well, because you were. I mean, you were you're making such deep field goals. You were always uh, automatic from PATs, uh, and you had a dominant career as a Utah State Aggie. And uh, when we look back on that career. It's it's a time you came in and you started early on, uh, helping out and making kicks, and so you've you've had a long career and a lot of years to put it all together. Um, what are some of the things that stand out to you at your time at Utah State? Uh, just just the overall growth and the, the tough mindedness that we always had. I mean, it was a, a learning experience going through the 2016 season for everyone that I came in with and everybody else that came in that year where we really decided that's not who we wanted to be. We didn't want to just be good every four years or have one good season. We just wanted to always build on that and set our goals to be competing for a Mountain West Championship, which going through that lesson and then going through having the highs of last year and then the lows of you know, losing senior night against Boise State, you you remember all of those things where, you know, you want to achieve more, but sometimes it just wasn't meant to happen. Dominic, I got to ask you, you were named as a pro football focus, honorable mention, All-American. And in 2019, you're a second-team senior class award All-American, first-team All-Mountain West. Phil Steele's magazine first-team All-Mountain West. Uh, Mountain West Special Teams Player of the Week five different times. And an honorable mention, uh, all Mountain West as well. With all that, the one record that you wanted to go after was the all points scored, and you you broke it. I think at B or against BYU on a on an extra point. 
but you had that conversation, I believe, with your holder. Can you rem- go back to that conversation and what that was like and then just the mindset you had to go after that goal? I mean, I, I knew that was coming up because everyone was saying before the game that, you know, the next one you score, I'll, I'll break the record. And, you know, I, I try to not focus on that at all um, during the game. But it was something where I had set my eyes on that before my career even started. And, you know, being in that moment with all my teammates, having my long snapper Brandon Potter come and, you know, like rush at me after that and Aaron Dalton being the whole day. That was all just, you know, my best friends are there for this moment. We've all worked so hard together for it. And it's just a blessing to have had that opportunity. I still remember back when you broke uh, the single-game records of the six made field goals, three fifty-one-yard field goals, twenty-four points scored against New Mexico State. You and I were sitting in a post-game room, and I remember the—I ex- remember this clearly. Phone call declined, text message declined, text message declined, phone call declined, and you're trying to like finish this text message, and then finally you get it done, and you just kind of throw your phone to the side and take a deep breath. Uh, can you talk about just the support that you've received? throughout your career from whoever and wherever in the country, in the state, from teammates and from family members as well? Yeah, I mean, it's it's truly amazing because I feel like I'm always truly happy for all the accomplishments of my teammates and everybody around me, coaches, everyone that's helped me grow as a person. And in that moment, it was something where we didn't end right the last year. We... I personally felt like I I let everybody down. And in, in that scenario, it was, you know, amazing to have that support and have everyone encourage me and uh, just, you know, know all the hard work that I went through in that one year. And it, it was just something where the words kind of can't describe the emotions I felt, but I was just at that moment truly happy and was enjoying every moment of it. Uh, Dominic, with your conversations about potentially heading to the NFL, are there any teams that are taking more particular interest in you than others? Uh, yes. I mean, I can't say which teams, but there are teams that are showing more and more interest, whether it's checking up daily, whether it's having more and more interviews. Since right now they're only allowed to interview certain players X amount of times in the week. So, you know, they're trying to get a profile on everybody that they can, but when you know those restrictions and the team, they're still reaching out to you, that's when you kind of get an idea of who's more interested than others. It seems like one of the more interesting aspects of the surrounding the NFL draft is what NFL teams do to try to create a psychological profile on a player to figure out what they'll do in different situations, how they'll adapt, uh, how they'll fit into their culture. Have there been some strange questions thrown your way as NFL teams have tried to figure out who you are, what's what's going on between the years? Yeah, I mean, every everything that you do with a test or is a test, especially in interviews. And, you know, some questions you might answer one way and they interpret it a completely other way. But I'd say having the experience at the Shrine Bowl where we got to take a lot of physical tests where they evaluate what kind of learner you are, what are your personality traits, all those different tests 
I feel like that's how they get the majority of the profile on you. And I honestly like that because, you know, some people are better visual learners, whereas others, if they hear something, they're reminded of it better than others. So it, it depends what kind of learner you are in certain situations. And especially for kickers, I mean, if you are a kicker that learns from looking at others, then, you know, watching consistent film will make you better. Whereas if you want your coach around you at all times to be able to kind of walk you through your steps and what you're doing right or what you need to work on, then that's also good to know because a team can say, okay, we can hire this consultant to work with you. I know football wasn't your first sport growing up. And then, I mean, you caught on late. Did you ever think that you'd be here at this point getting ready for the NFL draft, all-time leading scorer and the greatest kicker in Utah State football history? Uh, no, I mean, it, it was always a dream to play professionally, but you can't really, you know, go and just say, okay, it'll happen this one day without looking back at all the roads and obstacles you have to overcome and everyone that's helped support you. I mean, it's it's truly amazing to be in this position, but that doesn't mean that the work is over yet. Dominic, let me ask you, you were the, the, the fixture when any kind of field goal or PAT attempts that were going on at Utah State for years, you're going to be leaving Utah State. What does the future look like? Who are those kickers that are coming up behind you? So I'm, I'm very confident in Connor Coles being, you know, the next great kicker. I mean, I, I truly believe that he's matured and grown over the last few years, and he consistently has gotten every, better every single year and we've competed every single year. I mean, it's it's great to know that he'll be the next guy up and that he'll do his job as well as he can, and I'm excited to see him, you know, go out there and have a great year, have, have the team have a great year, and just fully be in support of those guys. Uh, by the way, is your parents, uh, are, I guess I'd ask, are they in the States? I don't know where the where your beach is located at, so I gotta ask. It's California. Oh, it is. Yeah, I seriously didn't know that. <laughs> That's cool. I don't. You gotta get you a map in here. Sometime. I thought we were gonna. Like, I thought we were like roaming minutes right now or whatever. <laughs> long distance phone call. Uh, oh, no, no. <laughs> hey, who do you train with? Uh, I was up in Buffalo from January till March with a kicking coach named Adam Tanowski, and we were up there with you know about eight or nine other kickers and punters just working that three to four times a week together and just, you know, getting ready for the draft. And how is it now? I mean, you can't have a lot of people. Uh, there's some parks that you can't even go to to, uh, to to work out in. So what's the process like for you? Do you have a place where you can go kick? Uh, yeah. So at, at first, for you know, once the shutdown was official, uh, I was kind of looking at high schools going there at, 6, 6.30 p.m. and hopping over the fence just because I kind of knew that nobody was going to be around at that time. So, you know, I had to kind of wait to go on the field. Sometimes, you know, you have a security guard that will politely ask you to leave. And then other times, you know, I would go to a park, just work the fundamentals. And luckily now, uh, about 15 minutes down the road, this private school opened their fields up that has uprights. So I've been going there to, to train quite frequently. 
Wow. Uh, strange times that we're in, but but sounds like you're still finding ways to connect and uh, and and still work some things out. That's what's I think really kind of curious about all this is how do guys stay in shape, and then how do they continue to work on the potential? Because eventually things will get back to normal. Football games will be played, and uh, we certainly look forward to seeing Dominic Everly on a, on an NFL roster. Hey, I, I do got to ask you really quickly. What is uh, what have you heard about? Uh, the NFL season uh, with your agent and such, are they planning on starting on time or, or what is that still fluid? Uh, I, I have not been informed on any of that. I mean, you see all these different reports that they're saying of, you know, delaying by a month or so, but nothing's been official. So right now the only thing that I can really focus on is the draft and, you know, finding out where I'll go and the rest from there we'll, we'll find out as we go. Would you rather kick on turf or natural grass? Uh, no preference. Oh, come on. No, no, no preference. <laughs> <laughs> We've had the luxury of playing on both, and I, I truly enjoy both, so there's no no preference, honestly. How far can you kick right now? I mean, what's your, what is your comfortable yet, or I guess what is your range distance at right now? So within any given day, I can go out there and you know hit a 60, 62-yard field goal or so. And then <laughs> when you do have a little breeze behind you, you know you can rack up 65, 70 sometimes. Well, <laughs> oh, we, uh, we we know you're you're good for it. Uh, you've been very consistent and dominant <laughs> for Utah State, <laughs> and uh, we we really look forward and excited to seeing you uh, being able to make an NFL roster. And, Certainly, we believe you can. We hope that uh, NFL officials believe the same. So best of luck for these next couple of weeks as it gets closer. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Donovan, thanks again, man. Appreciate you a lot. Good luck to you, and uh, we'll do it again. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, buddy. Take care. Dominant Eberly, one of the best ever, if not the best ever, as, uh, as a kicker for Utah State University.